What about your situation, Sol? Will you be staying at Tottenham? I'm staying. Hello and welcome. Just a reminder, Sol Campbell is a heat hero. Um, so yeah, on this episode, just to give her a overall before we start, just because we didn't do so last week and and people seem to switch off <laughs> quite early. So, so we're just going to drag this out, this bit out here. So, yes, you, can... so you have to sit around for over a minute and a half this week. <laughs> Sorry to break into you. So we're going to talk about like the opening. The fixtures got released this week. We're going to talk about yep. like Spurs and Arsenal's, the transfer news that's happening, and the sort of the youth system that currently Arsenal and Spurs have because the Golden Boy, the official long Golden Boy shortlist, got released with very long, hundred players, that's very long, and they've all got full names. That's weird. And then, yeah, talk about Chelsea and what's happening with them right now because Chelsea are quite important to Arsenal and Spurs. Good luck at Chelsea. It's, and, it's part of the routine. And well, yeah, and Chelsea are a bit of a mess. <laughs> well, you laugh at Chelsea when they do badly, not when they finish well Spurs. Shh. Uh, and then we're going to finish it off with a Hero of the Week. It's a new segment now. And Traitor of the Week, both named after Sol Campbell, but obviously... Hero of the week is the more important one. Mm. He's really he is a hero. He's not a villain. Perspective, I guess. Well, the fixtures got released this week. Well, yeah, it's not the most exciting period of the season, but that's all right. The, the I mean, usually in, in the fixture list, there are sort of patterns that you look for, um, and interestingly, some of them were broken this year. Spurs, for example, for the past I think eight years, I think it is. Spurs have had an away game on the first game of the season. And we have a home game against Aston Villa. That is that's exciting, I guess. I know. I've also I also feel like whenever I see the fixture list, it's always Arsenal and Spurs and City. Uh, not City, Liverpool and Everton. I don't know if it's coincidence or not, but I feel like that that is what happens most weeks. Whenever there's a, the Arsenal Spurs week, always is concluding with the Everton uh, Chelsea week. Uh, Everton Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. I don't but, know. It's. TV, interesting TV schedule. It is a it is a more it is quite an exciting. The derbies are in a good place this year. Yeah, they're they're very very far apart. They're, I think they're, they're in opposite opposite parts of the season. Like the the fourth game of the season is the away derby you you would call the home derby, and the fourth last game is the one the first one at White Hart Lane, which would be quite exciting. So yeah, like it's only four weeks. Arsenal's Arsenal Spurs is the last four weeks of the four weeks for the end of the season. Yeah, it could be a big, big game. That I mean, I mean, everything will probably be done, done and dusted by then. Spurs will be yeah. guaranteed, guaranteed the league title, and Arsenal about seventh, I'd say. Mm. <laughs> like Wolves, Wolves finished top four. <laughs> That'll be good. That's that's the interesting this season is, it's not is will will a team break in the top six and who will it be? Yeah, I mean, and Wolves that, are people's favourites I mean, right now. The the only reason the why that there is a conversation is about because all the the three clubs below Tottenham. Are in an absolute state, and we'll get on to Chelsea later. But the, I think it's just it's just an enjoyable time to be a Spurs fan. It's just watching all the clubs collapse below you. You know, you've got you've had, as a as a starter, you had Man United, Man United's collapse, main course of of Arsenal's demise and and bottling towards the end of the season, and now just just on the ch- cherry on top, is is Chelsea's mess. Well, it's so. interesting because no one really picked this up, but this year there is a international break. In February, the winter winter break, yeah. Which I haven't seen people mention about how will it affect the um, season, but it's this year. Is, isn't is it between the? It's it's really weird. I don't understand it. I don't understand how it fixes any of the problems. It's just going to be 
over the eighth of February and the fifteenth of February. Is is it is it a, a full a full break or? or? It's there isn't really a break. So instead of being everyone plays on the eighth of February weekend, everyone plays on the fifteenth of February weekend. Mm. Only you're only gonna play one of those weekends. So there's five matches on each. Okay. I don't understand how it's fair for the team that's playing on the second week because they'll get a week's break, but then. I don't know. I don't. I, I, don't, I, I feel like they've made it instead of just giving people a week off. Yeah, they've not done I mean, the week off. There's there's been a lot of a lot of complaining about a winter break in general for the England national team and how how that's supposedly made us worse or better or I don't know. But this is this, this isn't really a winter break sort of. Well, way. they say it affects also in Europe because lots of these European teams they get a nice winter break and then they go back into the Europa League and Champions League and they I have mean, it much Euro- easier. Europa League for you, obviously, but um. <laughs> and they have it much easier. These teams have got a break. Um, but it didn't really work out this year, did it? Because the finals were four English teams. Yeah. yeah. But it, I don't understand. It's a bit of a weird international, uh, we're not, weird international winter break, sorry. Mm. The uh, game that is over those two weeks is Chelsea United. Mm. Which is quite interesting to it's see not, how that's going to work out. the first game of the season as well. It's not all the other way around. Or United-Chelsea, I think it is. I think it's the first game of the season. Or, I think, yeah, it is. Um... So, so yeah, and then the other thing we wanted to talk about is how um, is the current Spurs transfer news? Yeah, happening? It's, quite, it's quite a lot going on actually for Spurs, which is weird because we've now reached five hundred days, five hundred days that Spurs have signed have not signed a player, which is quite a, a little record to us, I guess. Well, yeah. So now, now that now now, now I don't know how much it's, I don't know how much that is to be proud of. I mean, <laughs> if you think it. Five hundred days that we haven't signed anyone, and we finished ahead of Arsenal, Chelsea, and United. That's all right. Um, but now that now now that we've we've had our little our little break of not signing anyone, our, our self-imposed transfer ban that was fun. Um, yeah. We've been linked with everyone, literally everyone. <laughs> we've been linked with um, I mean, the, the the main the main ones now. We've been linked with our uh, and Tang Tangui Tan Tangai and Dumbele and Dumbele. He's he's seems to be very close to signing. And he's recent. He's this week actually said that, um, in some something along the lines of who, who wouldn't want to join Spurs? They're they're a massive club, which is interesting because before he went on, before who wouldn't want to join Spurs? He wouldn't want to join Spurs. Did he, did he want an answer or was he was it just a rhetorical question? I mean, it's just it was just assumed that anyone sarcasm, would, sarcasm. I get it. I okay, get it. it was assumed that anyone with with a sort of who wants a football in Korea would come to Tottenham. But okay, let, let's ignore that bit. Um, well, that's funny because Spurs also being linked with a lot of players leaving, as much as signing. Not, not as much actually. It's hard well, er- up, up a lot. Ericsson looks like he probably is going to leave. Yeah, I'm not. I, yeah, he could leave. Um, uh, uh, yeah, he's <laughs> he, he's going to. He might. He probably he's leaving. Well, you have to look at his comments in 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 the in in the totality. That's a good word. Um, and that he did say that he that Spurs are a big club, and that and that he, if there were there, there aren't many boxes that Spurs don't tick. And it would have to be a massive club for him to, to get Again, a step did up. Did he want answers, right? or was he just so, making so a statement? There aren't many boxes that Spurs don't tick. I mean, that's true. So he he, he mentioned Real Madrid as, a, as an example of a club that, if they were to offer him, he would accept that. But yeah, I think. But isn't he United are now in for him? Yeah. <laughs> that, that 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 would be a really 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 weird transfer for you to leave Tottenham to play Thursday nights at United. I mean, that would be pretty weird, but. Well, it's not because it's really Mark football's most for lots of these players. As Sol, as Spurs fans should know uh, from Sol Campbell, it's about 
It's about money just as much as anything. Really? I, I wasn't aware the reason he left Spurs was for, was for money, but okay. What was his reason for leaving Spurs? So I can't well, he's, according to him, I mean, he said that the Arsenal were a better club than Spurs in every single way, la, 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 la. but it wasn't about money because it's known that Spurs offered him the money he wanted. So he just wanted to be okay. a Judas. But let's not bring some It is a known fact, though, that players are caring a lot more. Some players do, at least, care a lot more about money than they do about... Yeah, but I don't think Ericsson would have spent six years at Tottenham if he was interested in, in money because he's one of the lowest paid players in the squad very much. He's on 80k if we believe That's that. not a lot. So if, if he was interested in money, he would he would have left a long time ago. Um, <laughs> and and he, if he stays, he'll be offered a new contract. So it I is think, I don't think you can just choose to leave. Well, he hasn't but I think tra- Spurs are at a stage where they need to make money. And Ericsson... He'll, he'll, if he stays, he'll, he'll, he'll get an increase in, increase in his wages to a long line, a long more towards Harry Kane and, and the, the, the top the top paid players at, a, at the club, which he'll he'll like. Um, but I don't know. Other than other well, than Man United can offer him three hundred grand a week. Yeah, but is he, is he really going to do that? I mean, if he wants kind of money, he could play in China. He does not. I don't okay, know. if China coming for him, he'll but I don't think, he'll, I don't think he, he would go to, to China because I don't think he's a, he's a footballing mercenary. Unlike some people who I don't know, maybe in the name of the podcast, I don't know. Some people could be considered a footballing mercenary. Well, look, he's done all he's can. He's challenged for trophies. What else going to play? Well, how wants... much, how great of a season he's just had? He challenged for lots of different trophies. Well, if you watch Spurs, I, mean, I don't think he he did he himself did much of the challenging, but he hasn't had his best season. If if, if you watch, in terms of stats. He's he's actually had quite a good season, but as as, as any Spurs fan will tell you, it's very frustrating seeing Ericsson hit the first man from the corner every single time. Um, but I don't know. Well, the other player Spurs have been linked with is Lacelso. Lacelso, yeah, he he's another player who's who said that he's interested in, in in joining in joining Spurs because of like how big we a big club we are. He said that all the, at least this is what what's what's being reported is that he wants to join his compatriot Mauricio Pochettino. Which means that I mean, generally well, he, didn't, very he didn't have a good night club. the other day with that, Argentina against Colombia. He didn't have a good night the other day. But that was thanks to David Ospina. Otherwise, I mean, if we're going to ignore that, David who knows Sanchez, what position? David Sanchez absolutely shut out Lionel Messi. I mean, wow. Every time I looked up, it was David. It was David Ospina making a save from a Argentina player. <laughs> clearly, didn't watch the whole game. I <laughs> know <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> um, well, from what I did see. It was just Osmina making save after save. Davinson Sanchez. Towards the end especially. Davinson Sanchez. Quite didn't get in, 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 the, in the Spurs first team and is busy shutting out Messi. Get, keeping a clean sheet. Absolutely destroyed Well, him. with Osmina, it's funny because Arsenal... Just sold him, haven't they? Well, it's, it's weird because they announced that he was going, but then Napoli have they, to pay 3.1 million. They, I think they announced that Napoli said that they'll... they'll um... Napoli said they would, but they haven't. Okay. They haven't They haven't paid up yet. So technically Osmina is still an Arsenal player. So, but Arsenal aren't looking for a backup goalkeeper right now. They're looking at a winger, which I think is great news. Yeah. Carrasco. Yeah. I think last year Arsenal didn't have any depth in the wing position. Mkhitaryan's not that good. No, yeah. It won't be. Really? It won't be. Doesn't doesn't start. He does. I thought he does. He doesn't start so much. Okay. He's tried to use Urzel more, and leave Iwobi out, which I think is a stupid mistake from memory. But I think Sonny Carrasco could be great. He's played left wing back as well. For Belgium, so if Arsenal want to go to a back five, they can do so. Um, so I think Carrasco would be a phenomenal signer for Arsenal. Just for, I just, wouldn't say phenomenal. I'm saying for for need right. for need, I think he'd be a great signing. For players yeah. that we need, we need a winger and we need some defenders. Yeah, quite, We're quite a few of them. Also linking with Munir, who's Munir. Thomas Munir from PSG. Apparently, he wants to leave PSG. Yeah, I don't know why you'd want to go to I, P- leave PSG to I play Arsenal. I assume he's starting there. Danny Alves is a bit old, so he's 
he's there. But then PSG, none of the players seem to want to be staying at PSG. Yeah. Rabiot's leaving and Bappe's talks about it's him. Funny you mentioned Rabiot, actually. He, he um, last, I think, a few a few months ago said that, that he didn't want to join Tottenham because he was too big for them, or something along the lines of that that sort of quote. And I just saw today that he's been linked with Southampton, which I thought would be a, would a real... But he's linked with Barcelona as well. That's so. I, I really feel that it would be really, really, really funny if he went to Southampton. Just, I think it would be quite funny. Like, sort of karma. Karma, that was the word I was thinking of, yeah. Karma. But, um, so, Arsenal right now, they're looking for certain positions of need rather than looking at buying players with just downright quality. Yeah, because <laughs> you haven't got much quality and you need to, I, you think you, you think you'd be looking for quality as an Arsenal fan. But well, I think for the future there's some players of quality and the Golden Boy got released. So um I think Arsenal had the most along with Chelsea of players from England in the in the Golden Boy 100-man shortlist. Yeah, I don't particularly think much of it because if you look at the players that are actually on it, these are players that have like played one minute of football in the past year. But well, it's, inter- it's interesting. But, but it's, Arsenal it's, did, it's partly valuable. Arsenal did have more than Spurs. Oh, well done, well done. Well, Spurs had two. Arsenal had well four slash a player that's just been released. I'll, I'll, I'll manage to, con- to console myself with, uh, with, with Champions League football. <laughs> <laughs> but not for long because in the future I also have more players <laughs> from the youth academy with Gwendozi Willock Reese Nelson Gwendozi yeah he's he's good isn't he I mean if we I mean compared to uh, Oliver Skip I mean what a player he is what Oliver Skip was in the shortlist he was along with um, who was the other worst player Tasha Oakley Bruce yeah, I you know, know the famous player he played never played for Spurs as far as I think he might play the League Cup game yeah, I think Reese Nelson's got a chance though to win it. Depends on how his season goes this year. Yeah, he's he's been a youngster that's been quite like hyped up. Well, in Germany, he's and, done okay. And and as an Arsenal fan, he should be quite wary of a, of, a, of a player being hyped up too much because <clears throat> Jack Wilshere. That that. But happen. this is a player that's gone abroad and done well. This isn't like oh we're hyping him up. He's played for England. He's done well. I'm not 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 real England. You 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 as a Spurs fan admitted that he's actually a decent player. I've, I've never seen him play to be honest, but I've heard he's a decent player. On on, on reputation alone, he's good. Well, he's a he's got he's probably the best player that Arsenal have potential wise in the team because he him and Jadon Sancho are in very similar honest, positions. There, there isn't much competition for that for that that, but that him prize. And, him and Jadon Sancho are in similar positions, and Jadon Sancho is being linked to be a top five player in the future. Yeah. I get that it's England, and that's what happens to English players. Yeah, we hype them up, and then they don't do that. But I think Reese Nelson has got phenomenal potential. But talking about the Arsenal Youth Academy, mm-hmm. there was some breaking news, sort of, that Steve Bold has yeah. been replaced. Yeah, as assistant manager, and Steve Bold is now going to the under twenty threes. So he's not been fired, but he, there's just a bit of a mix around. He's now the under twenty threes, and Lundberg Free lunch has been promoted yeah. to. To the assistant manager, but it, I'll be honest. When watching Arsenal this season, I had no clue Steve Bold was still at the club because well, Emery has he got was the, the bald guy on the bench, wasn't he? Well, no, but Emery never spoke to him. Emery was always talking to him. Language barrier. To uh, yeah, I assume so, but um, he was talking. You have to have as a manager. He knows he can speak English. We've seen him in interviews. How does he talk to his players? He doesn't have a he doesn't have a translator during training, does he? No, Which I, I, I honestly, I had no clue Steve Bold was still in. I had no clue Steve Bold was still in the academy. So I had no clue Steve Bold was still at Arsenal and still in the squad. But that's it now. That was Wenger and Wenger's assistant is now gone. Yeah, and now, now, now this year really counts as, as after Wenger. So the, the, the last year, that didn't matter. That was a sort of trial phase 
this year there's another trial for, this is another trial phase and this I don't know Arsenal fans will find an excuse for, for, for when you eventually finish sixth and and, and knock down in the sort of quarter semi-finals of the, of the Europa League uh, you, you, I mean your Arsenal will sort of make some sort of story about that I guess so 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 the Arsenal have had a mix up now with their their staff their staff has been shopped around but Chelsea are really mixing their stuff around I don't know what they're doing. They've done this consistently for years. Yeah, but just sacking managers the, after the twelfth manager, season. I think, is of the Abramovich era. And, and, and well, they do a lot of just sacking their managers and then replacing them instantly. Replacing them after a year if they don't win the league, pretty much. I mean, sorry, I thought it was a bit harsh to sack him this, at this point. He wasn't sacked by the by some okay, He wasn't sacked, but he, he was he was effectively forced out by the fans who didn't like him very much. Because I think he, they didn't like his tactics. He didn't, and he didn't play Hudson Odoi, and I don't know. They, they, I think from you have to learn from Spurs to give a manager a chance. And Sari has not been given a chance by Chelsea fans. He's been abused, and Sari out is, is a massive movement somehow among Chelsea fans. Well, it and was, and then he went and won the Europa League and finished third, and then everyone went. They still didn't like mm. him. Though. They still didn't like him. And the Chelsea fans before with, with Ancelotti, they had this. He won. One hundred, think the FA Cup or something. Um, well, after Wenger and Ferguson, season. people went. No one's going to have this anymore like this. There's not going to be any more long-term managers. But Chelsea really are sticking to. We're not going to make sure that there was never going to be a long-term manager ever. Since since the Abramovich era, yeah. Of the twelve managers, I think that they've hired. Only two, I think. It was only been, two only, have been three three years or more. Fine, but only two. Well, only two. Only years, sorry, they've had four managers last longer than a year. Wow. And two of them were Mourinho. <laughs> two of them count as Mourinho. So, by that, Angelotti was the one and Conte was one. Mm. All four of those managers won the league. Sorry, was the only one that hasn't won the league. But him and Ranieri both basically got the same amount of time, which mm. was a, just under a year. Yeah. But I don't understand. They did that thing with Di Matteo, where he won the Champions League, he won the <laughs> FA Cup, and then yeah. they went and fired yeah. him after like three weeks. <laughs> I don't know. That that was a very weird, very weird second for Chelsea. Even for Chelsea, who aren't exactly known for their, uh, I don't know, giving giving managers long term jobs. That was a weird one. Uh, and, and, and another example of of the, the sort of dis, like the disdain that fans have had for their manager at Chelsea is was was Rafa Benitez, who I think he won them something, didn't he? I think he won the Europa League. I think he, I'm pretty sure he did. He won the Europa League, and they wanted him out. Um, they wanted him out as soon as he walked through the door. And it's the same with Sarri. The Chelsea fans just didn't like Sarri, didn't, didn't like Benitez, didn't like... Chelsea fans have weird feelings which they expect the, the club to sort of abide by, which is... Annoying. I think as part of their transfer ban, they shouldn't be allowed to sign a manager either. Yeah, they should be forced to have their assistant manager. Well, they're linked back again to Benitez, aren't they? I mean, they've also been linked to players, but no one, no one, no one's told like the, the media that they, they can't sign anyone. But <laughs> no one's, I mean, is, will Coutinho sign for Chelsea? I, I don't know, will he? Big well, question. There's, well, there's two managers that are in there. Top two are Mourinho, and sorry, not Mourinho. Mourinho. So that would be interesting. Number three. Are are who who are the managers? Are Benitez and Lampard. Lampard would be an interesting interesting decision, because um, obviously his his history with Chelsea, but you you sort of worry that even with his history with Chelsea, he wouldn't be given a chance as a manager. (laughs) The maximum he would last is three years. I thought Arsenal should have brought in an ex-player to to um to replace Wenger. Or at least consider it. So I, I don't know why this 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 nostalgia sort of thing. It's, it's nice to imagine like an ex-player going to manage the club. But well, with Arsenal and United, it was 
they're prodigies of yeah, but with, with, yeah the Wenger and, and Ferguson. Whereas with Lampard, I don't know who he's much of a a prodigy of. I mean, about twenty different managers he played on. He was he loved them all, um, but he, Lampard was. Seems to they also want a Man City legend to manage him. <laughs> what a, what a goal that was against Chelsea in that that one game. But I, I think I think I think I don't think he'll do a good job, and I think it'll be bad for his career for Lampard if he went to Chelsea. Also, he's he's had very little manager managerial experience. He had one year at Derby. And he nearly got promoted, so why not try again? Yeah, I think... I think Eddie was, Howe did the whole process. Yeah, he should stay at Derby. Eddie but, Howe did the whole process, and now Eddie Howe could pretty much get his pick of where he wants to manage next. Yeah. But he actually stuck there. Lampard, he goes to Chelsea, he doesn't do well. No one's going to want to hire him again. Yeah. I think you, think for, as a, I think you have to learn from the, the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer fiasco at Man United. Uh, they got on, on the, the, the hype train of Ole, and Ole took the wheel and all that, and, and then they collapsed. Because it's it's this nostalgia can only get you so far. It was a proper Arsenal level of getting behind someone for a short period of time because they've won one match and then suddenly, oh, uh, we don't want him anymore. He's not like us. They 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 can't really fully turn on him now because now they've loved him so much and Oli's at the wheel and and Man United are back and they're not. They're, they're they beat really... PSG. Oh well done. That I'm not, I'm not talking about that game. That was weird, um, but. I think people clubs should clubs should learn from that and not just give a job to an, an ex player because of nostalgia and how it would be lovely if I don't know Ledley King were to manage Tottenham. Oh, how nice! But if he's not a good manager, then I don't want him to manage Tottenham. Um, and I don't know Petra Vieira and lots of ex players. Judith has, has been linked with managing you, I think, or because he's man- he, no, it's not Hammers not linked. I mean, he he could long term manage you because he's a, a manager supposedly. And he, Vieira was apparently quite close. Yeah, and then he went to France. Yeah, but I think I think nostalgia is a, a bad value to have when you're looking. Well, at it's again, it's about a career because as soon as you take a big job like that and you don't do well, no one's going to hire you. Whereas. Yeah. I think Vieira, that's why it might have been part of his decision in going to France, where mm. he can build himself a bit of a reputation there as a, just a manager rather than just an ex-player. Because yeah. Solskjaer, he, I don't know what he did with wherever he was at. Moldy. Won, won a league there. But like, I'm saying, he and might he was, have... And he, he was voted Cardiff's worst ever manager by the fans. And that, <laughs> that is a, an accolade that few, few can hold. Well, the thing with Chelsea now is they don't have a manager... They don't have their best player, <laughs> and they don't have a and they don't have a chance to sign any new players. Mm-hmm. Hazard leaving was gonna is gonna be a big impact to them. Mm-hmm. They are a real mess because because Hazard leaving is just he was supposedly there, the player that did everything for them and could just change the game. He, but they he, don't have that now. He got like fifty percent of their goals last year or something crazy. I'm, I'm not making it up. I promise. Um, <laughs> and he he's he was such a crucial part of their team. If you take him out. And and if you add Pulisic or Pulisic or whatever you want to say, it, he he's all right. His his goal stat his goal stats are pretty similar to Daniel James, who's just gone to Man United for fifteen million rather than fifty million they paid for Pulisic, and he's quite good. But he's not as good as Sancho, and I hope he fails in every single way at Chelsea. So I don't know if you can hope for failure on a player that is just trying his best, like. He's a Chelsea player. I've got hope for his failure. I know, but it's Pulisic, and he could easily leave Chelsea in two weeks. If he leaves Chelsea, then then that's another story. Uh, when is it Chelsea? I want him to fail <laughs> completely. But I don't want Chelsea to have every penny of that money wasted on him, and he turns out to be I don't know Fernando Torres two point oh, and that'd be hilarious. 
position. Well, I think they're going to struggle now because they don't have, they can't buy any more players, and even though they're linked, they they don't have any more players, so they're stuck with the squad they've got. But they, the funny thing is that everyone's been making fun of Chelsea for the past how many years about oh they, they've got fifty they've got a million players on loan, mm. and they do have loads of players on loan, uh-huh. and every year it's like okay great you're going to use these players at some point. But these players never turn out. This year, the whole thing, Chelsea knew it all from day one. They are going to get a chance to ban and they're going to need to use their loan players because these loan players now are going to have... They've got a good chance of actually breaking in because when you get an opportunity like this, you've got Champions League football for some of these players. Yeah? Mm-hmm. They weren't getting this before at wherever they were always at. Vitesse. Vitesse was the big one. They earned those players to Vitesse. So these players now have... Good chance of getting into Champions League. This is getting a name, making a name for yourself, and I think they, these loanies, Hudson Odoi, could be a big one. Yeah, because he he's he's kind of on the brink. I don't. He's he's, he's out for the first month, first few months of the season. He's got an injury. Yeah. What is he? Is it not a typical English player like Reese Nelson and Jason Sancho, where it's just he's hyped up and no one's actually one's, seen him well, play? One, I mean, Hudson Odoi actually actually played for England rather than Reese Nelson. Okay, but it's still a typical England get we get called up once. And England, everyone's hyping England up. He's an English player, and he's just gonna, he's gonna, be, he's gonna be everything. Jack Wilshere, ex next future England captain. <laughs> well, Jesse Ingold's still a youngster in most English people's eyes. <laughs> Guy's twenty six, but that's just with England. That's just England and England fans. So, I think Hudson Odoi though has got this good chance to get some recognition and some first team football. Because everyone was quite surprised last year when he was, he was so hyped up for a bit, and he and everyone was like, he's going to start, he's going to start, and then he never started. I think they, they offered him, the, Bayern were interested in him, and then and then when when Bayern were interested in him, Chelsea played him. Then once the window was shut, he didn't play a game. Well, he played a few games the rest of the season. He's, he started a lot less games after. It is a typical Chelsea move that just to keep all the youngsters. I think it's quite funny that the the only time Chelsea are going to play youngsters is when they're actually legally obliged to. Because they, they they can't not. They've got about fifty players in their squad who are out on loan. They're going to, they can't they can't go up out on loan again. Um, but it's well, this year we're going to see it. This year we probably will. Yeah. But Hazard's gone off to Real Madrid. Real Madrid. I mean, and Real Madrid are spending. I mean, talk, talking of players that have gone to Real Madrid, <laughs> it's quite well, a lot of them. Real Madrid are spending stupid amounts of money. Three fifty, I think, is the total now. They're obviously not going to get caught for financial fair play because they're not paying for it. It's obviously thanks to their amazing sponsor Qatar. Also because they own UEFA, but that's <laughs> that, that, that's that's they not spent relevant. Three hundred and fifty million now. Yeah. On only like six players. They did Man City did a couple it's of years mad. ago. It's mad. They spent like fifty million for, on for the past few years. So since, uh, Real Madrid haven't made uh, since Bale really. They haven't made a massive like Galactico signing. That, that, that's what they're called, isn't it? Um, well, Hazard as a player, his stats don't back him up. So spending that much money on him. I don't know. If you can say his stats don't. Back. His stats are good. They could be better. If you, if you read for the out, amount of money you're paying for him, I don't think his stats. I think he's, back if, it up enough. No, but if you if you take into account that he's going to be in a in a if you take into account that he's going to be at a, at a better team with like now, before he had Alvaro Morata, um, who had to finish for him, whereas now he's going to have Luka Jovic and possibly and probably Karen Benzema as well, and he's not, and he's got Modric in midfield and all that sort of. He's a phenomenal. He's a, he's a good player, and he had his stat. I think he took fifty. He took, he took he took about five years to get to fifty goals in Premier League. Was 
compared to someone as Mo Salah, who, who I don't like particularly, but he took uh, a season and a half to get to 50 goals. Whereas, so I think his his goal um, his goal record is good. It could be better. I think at Real Madrid, he hopefully I think oh, hopefully I don't know, hopefully, he, he think he could flourish and bring the Champions League back to Real Madrid because that's clearly what they're very they're very concerned about. They had one year not winning the Champions League, and they've absolutely gone lost their heads and thrown money at anyone anyone who can move. <laughs> But well, at this moment in time, Chelsea are a bit of a mess. Arsenal and Spurs, both are being linked with quite a few players. But after the fixtures were released, it was quite interesting how um, how uh, how I saw um, they released a supercomputer that predicted the. Oh, I don't, I don't buy these. The, the predicted. <laughs> wait till you hear it though before you start okay. knocking it down. Because I think if anyone should be disagreeing, I should be disagreeing. <laughs> this supercomputer predicted the whole league table based on this, the fixtures. Yeah. The top six, in order. Mm-hmm. Man City are first, Liverpool are second. Okay. Third, third place, Tottenham. Fair fourth enough. place, Chelsea. Mm. Fifth place, Manchester United. Sixth place, Arsenal. Why, How this supercomputer... I, I think the real question is why only sixth? I think you have to take Wolves into the into account. Wolves Everton have seven. got a chance. What what would have got a chance? You can't you can't you can't write off these teams. Wolves seventh, Newcastle eighth. But I don't know how Arsenal are behind Man United and Chelsea. It's just I know Arsenal have a hard start and a hard hard end because Arsenal got to play Liverpool and Chelsea uh, and Liverpool Arsenal and Spurs. Are, are, are perennial bottlers. I think <laughs> pretty Arsenal much. Arsenal got to play Liverpool and Spurs in both the opening four games and yeah. the last four games. But to say Arsenal are going to finish behind Man United and Chelsea at this moment in time, I think is a bit beyond beyond me. I think it's, I it's, think, it's an argument of, of who's least messed up as a football club. No, I think <laughs> I think Arsenal are probably least currently favourites to finish top four, along I with Spurs, Liverpool. Favorites. Again, I think we, we, everyone is is really arrogant about this, this top six, and you can't write off Wolves. <laughs> Wolves have got a chance. Wolves are signed top players. They've been linked with Gareth Bale. If Gareth Bale happens, that for your, not, for your non-biased opinion, four. do you think Arsenal have got a better chance than Chelsea and United finishing top four? Um, honestly, don't just be biased because you want to say Arsenal aren't. I, I, I do enjoy saying Arsenal not finish top four, and it's a realistic prospect. But I think it, I don't know. Chelsea are messed up as a football club. United are messed. I, I messed up. I think we have to wait and see as to who's least messed up as a football club, and that, that's the real question. Whereas Spurs is. Well, Arsenal hopefully have solved them. <laughs> the thing was Wenger was out, and then that was going to solve a lot. Yeah, Wenger's out. That's going to solve everything. You're going to get a new manager, and everything's going to be better. And there's not going to be any Emery, Emery out campaigns within two weeks. Well, we've had a decent yeah. season. We had. Up until four weeks to the end, we were finishing third. Well, that, but that that's like up until a few weeks, a few months before the end of the season. Spurs were, were, could have finished second and possibly first. If you look but, at the league well, table, right, if you look at the league table right now, Arsenal are top. Oh wow, <laughs> top of the league. We're, we're, we're Spurs, are, Spurs are near the bottom, aren't we? Well, they're wherever, well, on, wherever on, on, tea on, is. Um, on no, AFC Bournemouth are ahead of you, aren't they? Mm, it depends on which table you look at. Yeah, I mean, I prefer, I prefer to look at the tables where AFC Bournemouth are top. Because on BBC Sport, also, it's Bournemouth are down to third now. Oh, bloody well, Tottenham are 17th. Oh, just relegation avoiding relegation. relegation. There. Right now, Bournemouth are, do- Bournemouth are dropped down to third, thanks to Aston Villa coming back up. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, I don't know how that supercomputer can predict... Arsenal below Chelsea and United at this moment in time. Chelsea got a transfer ban. United are selling their best player. Um, they haven't been United haven't been linked with many players. 
that are actually going to sign. I don't know. They've been linked with everyone. I, think, I, I thought Spurs have been linked with a lot of players. I think some, like, everyone's been linked with United. It's just players, are, I don't know. The, the media love this sort of like. It used to be Spurs or Arsenal, a player would be linked with. Now it's Spurs or United, which is a weird sort of combination. Sort of Donny van der Beek was linked with Tottenham or United. Now, if, if someone gets a choice of Tottenham or United, <laughs> they'd have to be on some sort of drugs to choose United. But Look, I don't get this this supercomputer because it's I, this is why I really don't trust it. Because every year, what happens is the most flashiest teams that get promoted are the ones that everyone goes, "You're going to be big. You're going to be the next big team." Mm. They're going to be like, like this year. It was Wolves and Fulham. Oh, they're going to do it, and mm, no one, no one thought, actually paid them, paid it off. Though. No one thought Cardiff had a chance, and they didn't. But but Fulham didn't have a chance either. This year, everyone's going Villa maybe because they got a flashy team. Villa were there. Villa had to qualify through the playoffs. Norwich and Sheffield United in the supercomputer predicted to finish nineteenth and twentieth. Well, yeah, I think that, I think there's a thing of of uh, teams that finish second in the championship going down. I think that's okay. But Norwich didn't. Norwich finished first, and they're predicted okay. to be nineteenth. Who's finished second then? Norwich are 19th, Sheffield United 20th. Aston Villa are predicted to stay up and finish 16th. Okay. I, I can see Villa saying. And it's, it's because of the fact that Villa are seen as a Premier League club. Yeah, because of their history um, in the Premier League. Because of their history and, and, yeah, and because they have a decent squad. I mean, Jack Grealish is so decent that he turned down Tottenham to stay at Aston Villa. But <laughs> so decent. I mean, I don't really want him there. Never wanted him anyway. He's not good anyway. Don't want him. So we've just got to do now the new segment, which is. The Hero of the Week and our Villain of the Week. The Hero of the Week this week <laughs> is Sung Ngoen. I don't know how to pronounce it. I assume it's it. Her name is Sung Ngoen. It's a woman. Didn't expect, didn't expect that, did you? Sung Ngoen. <laughs> the first Hero of the Week is female. Not to be... So Campbell, maybe. We, we don't reach, know. He might we, be... We, we want to reach out to our, to our 6% female audience. <laughs> <laughs> Sol Campbell might like cross-dressing, but this isn't why it's gone to a woman. Um, <laughs> she was a woman that scored for Thailand. Their f- not their first goal, but their first goal at this World Cup. After losing 13-0 to to USA, she then scored in the 90th minute as they were 4-0 down for Sweden. Like, well done, Sung and Goen. Well done, Sung and Goen. The, what a guy. What a guy. What a guy. What a gal. What a girl. girl. What a gal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she she scored the goal and and the Thai bench started tearing up. Crying, it was yeah. quite emotional. I mean, it's interesting because the, the whole the, the Thai, Thai football in general hasn't been that funded that funded that well, and and it's, it's sort of uh, I think I think we'll do women's football and another time. But specifically the 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 Thai women's white women's team has not been funded, and therefore it's quite significant that they managed to score a goal at the World Cup. And moving smoothly on, as I must say, I was very proud of that that, that transition. Um, uh, villain of the week. Villain, um, and it was Tom hard. Wilkins. It was hard to find someone for this mm. because no one's actually been in that bad. Because Sol Campbell hasn't been in the news. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> this week we're giving it to Paul Pogba after his um, what, what do you call them uh, antics? His his I mean, he's been saying how Request. he wants a he wants a, he hasn't officially requested yet. He wants a new a new challenge and uh, I don't know etc etc. He wants to yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't looked into it. But he could be the first ever player to go from one club back to another club, then go back to his old club, and back to the club that he was sold to. Yeah. So back to back to back to the same two teams. It's interesting. The way I see it with him is that 
Um, he was sold by United, which originally, originally which wasn't his fault because they weren't playing him, fair enough. Um, but once he'd gone back, the team that basically made him a footballer, um, Man United, he's been pretty bad for them. He hasn't put... I mean, watch, I, I, whenever you see him play, doesn't it? That, that interesting. And he... Now that he wants to go back to Juventus, uh, I think it's... A, I wouldn't... And it, You have to have a, a traitor of the week because or a, a, tra- a villain of the week because because you can't have... It's like a, you can't have a villain on the level of Soul Camp, but sort of a sort of a, a mini villain. Sort of, it's, that's not nice. <laughs> Rather than whatever Soul Campbell did, I think that's so. The traitor of the week, or so the well, villain with, of the week, Pogba, goes to with Paul Pogba, Pogba. Though he's a quality player. Yeah. I still think he's a quality player, and I think Man United. I think it would be clever for them to cash in on him because they just they haven't got anything. That I think that can stable him. But they were linked with. Are you sure about Europe, Europa League football? Is that, that, is that not attractive? <laughs> well, the thing is, De Gea was. I mean, gonna, you, would, you would know, obviously. De Gea was supposed fan. to go three years ago, and De Gea still hasn't gone. Yeah, the, but the, there was, was all sort of to... weird, uh, weird stories with that. How the the Man United didn't give the contract till late on in the in the window. There was all sort of weird stuff with that. But they managed to get De Gea to stay. Maybe they'll do something, something similar with Pogba. But I think I think I saw some Man United fans wanting to, that a swap deal was in the making. Pogba was going to swap for Renato. <laughs> I think that was only theoretical. <laughs> if, but, the, uh, if that was the case, apparent, I don't know who gets a better deal. Um, but um, I think you have to get a better deal. You know? You're losing, you're losing Pogba, who's been rubbish for them, um, yeah, but, and you're getting one of the best players in the world. But potential and, for, for the future, I don't know. I mean, who gets it, the better it's, deal. it's basically terminating the loan because he's, he's basically been he's, he's been on loan from 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 Man United for about ten years now. He's been they've they've, they've loaned him out every. He's still a, he's still a, a, Man, a Man United player, obviously Ronaldo. So are they going to bring him back? Nice. I don't know. Well, I don't know if Juventus, like, I don't know. The position that Juventus were in, though, when they sold him yeah. three years ago was very different to the position they're in now. Yeah. Because back then they had no one. Now they've got, back think then, about it, now. They'd won no, no, no Champions League. No now no they've got Ramsey. What more? Oh, who doesn't want to go and play with Ramsey? Oh, wow. I mean, just they, they just, tell, just tell him Ramsey's gone to Juventus. He'll be off in a minute. He'll be off. There's, just no, there's no way he's staying at United once there he's was no, There was no talks before Ramsey left. As soon as Ramsey leaves... Oh, wow. I think that's what most players are being attracted to Juventus right now. I think it has to be that, yeah. Because I don't see anything else about Juve as a football club that can make him want to join. Nothing. Than Aaron no, Ramsey. There's no. nothing there. So, yeah, Pogba... If, if only they had some other player in the squad who was, I don't know, maybe one of the best players in the world that who could make him be interested to play there, I don't know. One of, but Ramsey's up there as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> So you've got like a few of the best players in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, Pogba's Villain of the Week. Villain of the so, Week. Thank you for anyone who's gotten this far. Well done. Well done. You get a sticker. Well, well done. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, this is going to be it. Please um, like and um, please share it. We, um, we know where you live. so. But look, please, if you can follow us on Twitter, that would be helpful. Um, <laughs> at Saucy Podcast. Shout out our five listeners from Griffithstown, Griffithstown in Newport, which is in Wales. <laughs> We've got a real globally diverse audience. Um, please share. Um, we are now on iTunes, um, Spotify, SoundCloud. Thank you for listening. And Sol Campbell is a traitor.